Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another DMN one-on-one. And with me today, I have all the way from New Zealand, just for the podcast, <laughs> Michael Steckler, who is CRO at Shuttle Rock. Welcome. Hi, Kim. Great to be here. Delighted to join you. You didn't actually come all this way just for fifteen minutes. <coughs> I, did, so. I did not. No, it's quite a long. It's quite a long flight. Flights. We have offices in. Uh, LA and New York, so I spend quite a bit of time out here. Excellent. So, yeah. Well, it's really good to have you. And what I particularly wanted to talk about with you is something which is, it's a huge trend in social media. I think everyone's aware of it, but I wanted to dig a little deeper into it, which is not just using uh, images and video, but this whole idea of stories. We think about Instagram stories, but the way in which different social platforms are now allowing brands to really put out narratives using video and images, that's something which is now huge. Give me some of your perspective on it. Yeah, it's a really good question. I think one of the things we've seen, there's a couple of kind of macro trends what I think have been driving this. Um, one is the growth in mobile advertising, right? If you read Facebook's last earnings report, you'll see that the vast majority of um, their ad spend is, is mobile. Um, and one of the fastest sort of growing user segments is around stories, so consumers using stories for their own personal consumption. Right. So I think the last number I saw was like 500 million users now on stories. Um, so it's become a really kind of important vehicle for consumers to tell their own story. Um, and unsurprisingly, what you tend to see is this gap in adoption between consumers using a product mm-hmm. and the marketers catching up. And that's happened throughout the sort of history of the internet from search um, right through to a good example like stories. and. I think some of the reasons for that are it's a new format, so advertisers want to sort of test and understand whether it's appropriate for their kind of brand ambitions. And the other one, which is a sort of problem we solve, is around creative assets. So I think one of the things we've seen over the last few years is that um, advertisers have had to, and agencies have had to adapt to these new formats, whether it's vertical video, stories, which is a very different way of um, telling a brand message. Yeah. Actually, frankly, fundamentally, there are some things that are quite unique about the stories product um, and that's been a big shift but I think the, the most interesting thing is that you know dollars follow eyeballs and, and consumers are heavily consuming stories so it's definitely an area I think you'll see some, some growth and it's probably the fastest growing again if I looked at Facebook's last earnings report I think one of the fastest growing sort of impression areas in terms of advertising impressions was on the stories product on Instagram yeah well, I certainly want to talk about uh, what's special about stories but there's one interesting point you made there which hadn't occurred to me probably should have done it really is consumer-driven, isn't it? Because what consumers demonstrated to brands is they like to consume their own stories, their friends' stories, yeah. their, their family's stories. They showed brands the kind of content they wanted. Yeah, you have to think about it through that lens, right? You have to look at how consumers are using the product themselves and realise it's a much more personal experience, so it's a different type of storytelling. Um, I think the other big difference is it's very fast-paced. So if you look at the narrative of you as a consumer and how people use stories, um, super fast-paced narrative and so when you think about how you tell a story as a brand you have to think about those rules of engagement think about the different things within that format and that's kind of how we think about it we look at the architecture of different ads and say okay what's the difference between a stories ad versus a feed ad Um, there's quite different things you need to think about and so that is that is definitely important so that that difference uh, strikes me as a user of instagram that not all brands understand there's a difference here because if I'm scrolling through my Instagram stories, I come across something from a brand, it's not a story, it's just an ad, right. and I just scroll right on. Yes. So not all brands are getting this, are they? 
Well, it's, in, it's interesting because I think there is a, um, you know, a lot of what we do is, is video animated based mm-hmm. advertising. And I think, um, again, you know, another macro trend has been the increase in, in bandwidth and that's going to continue, right? And so with that comes richer content and so consumer expectation goes up yeah. um, around the content they can receive. But I think that's a good point. You do see um, lots of advertising doesn't necessarily conform to the format itself and in stories, you look at most of the statistics you would read and Facebook's own numbers, you probably have about two to three seconds, really two seconds yeah. to grab someone's attention in stories. So if you don't get that brand message across and proposition across very quickly, to your example, people scroll on very scroll on automatically. So that's that's really important, that whole notion of storytelling in a short period of time. Um, it's quite challenging and it requires some level of expertise and understanding of what's the most important things to put up front and centre yeah. um, for those consumers. I want to come back to the assets, but just before we do, how do you explain to a brand what a story is from a brand perspective? What kind of thing works as a story? I mean, I don't know if you have examples. Yes, we work with a, a lot of companies across most industries. Um, and I think if I think about the most common use case would be companies that have products, right? We're going to keep it really simple. Companies yeah. that have products. And what's interesting about stories is, you know, as I mentioned, the first thing is you have to have this fast-paced narrative. So what's the story of your brand? And what are you trying to portray to consumers in this, in this sort of video-based format? And one of the things that we've seen is that products work better than people, which in some ways we think about Instagram being a very kind of originally a very photo-driven experience. Mm-hmm. Actually putting the brand proposition and images of the product there's a much higher likelihood of conversion and so that's really, really important. So I think, and understanding that you need to get to that point very, very quickly to engage consumers is key. Um, Instagram can be very, very interactive. So apartment list, uh, if you're familiar with apartment list, but mm-hmm. it does what it says on the tin. Um, they, they work with us. One of the things they did was they used the interactive polling feature where okay, there's like yeah. a quiz that you can select. And again, that's again, cleverly thinking about how users using stories, what sort of level of interaction do they want, um, but very quickly getting the brand proposition up first, moving into some form of inter- interactivity, but then having a very clear call to action, usually swipe up, uh, which can drive consumers to either a sort of more detailed brand proposition or conversion. So those sort of component parts are really important. And the other piece which is important, which you'll sometimes see consumers use themselves to create effect is music. So right. you know, one of the things we did as a, as a company was make sure we had global licensing for music because actually music plays a really important uh, role in stories. So although you need to design with the notion of sound off in mind, right? Assume that consumers aren't going to have sound on. The vast majority of Instagram do have sound on and music plays a really key role in, in terms of their engagement. Okay, so creative assets, we're talking about video. And that, that can seem daunting uh, for some brands, especially um, you know, the small to medium. Do you really need a production team to go out there and shoot all this immaculate footage and then but you need new videos every day for every different channel yeah it's got to be shortcuts and that's one of the things which Shutterrock is about yeah that's the problem we're trying to solve which is how do you um, I guess we're solving two problems one is how do you take existing assets and make them ready for these platforms Um, and in particular in this example the Facebook family of applications including Instagram Um, and the second problem we're solving is how do you do that the right way that leverages best practice for those platforms and has a sort of understanding in the design process of how users consume, in this example, stories. And so we, we sort of do two things. You could have an existing product, something as simple as one product image, and most companies, no matter how small or big, would have that. 
and we animate and create stories and video-based assets just from that single image and from a logo. Right. Um, and that, you know, that really is the problem we're trying to solve is being able to scale that so you have lots of different iterations of video that can, you, you can use across those platforms. So that's really um, was the whole notion of the company. We could see this need in the marketplace that advertisers weren't able to create assets quickly enough. And we work with a lot of agencies uh, who've done you know, lots of the hard work around ideation. They've done the ideation, the brand work, they then want to make sure they have assets that are applicable to something like stories, and that's where we come in to sort of be additive to that design process and create video assets for stories. And in the design process, you describe yourself as, uh, yourselves as mobile first, creative. Uh, is it just a, a simple matter of um, taking what you'd normally do and just switching it over to mobile, or is there really more thought behind what works on mobile? Well, there's a lot more thoughts. What I describe is, you know, our, our production teams and designers very much have an architecture, and so they are thinking very specifically about that individual platform. So they have an understanding of how consumers consume stories and, and what they're looking for. So I think there's more to it than just thinking it's vertical, it's on a mobile right. device, because each platform is very different. So, um, you know, a lot of what we do as we're running creative is to create learnings around what works and what doesn't work, and then re sort of put that back into the design process so we can then educate our internal teams to make sure we, we do those things. So silly things like how long should the video be, where should the call to action be, what works, what doesn't work, so we can leverage that across um, all the videos that we create. But it's sort of an in-depth understanding of how those platform works is very, very important, right? We just haven't got design teams that are great designers. They are, they're fantastic designers, but actually they're fantastic the designers who understand the native platforms, which is, which is more important. Okay, and we've, we've been talking about Facebook and Instagram. Uh, is there an interest in other channels or is it just that those are so big and have such a huge audience that that's really enough to be dealing with? No, we've done some work um, on YouTube and we do think that actually the sort of principles of what we apply on Facebook can apply elsewhere. So I think over time we think there's a great opportunity to be sort of a creative enablement platform that allows advertisers to bring, advertisers and agencies to bring existing assets and allow them to be sort of repurposed for these other platforms in video. Um, and that opportunity will only get bigger as more and more consumers, frankly, look at your phone yeah. there, consume most of their media right via a device like this. Right, absolutely. And the future, I mean, you mentioned YouTube, I'm thinking of things I'm starting to see more commonly used by brands such as VR, for example. Yeah. Is that, is that coming down the road? So if you, went to our, if you went to our studio in New Zealand, you'd see lots of people running around with Oculus headsets, um, and not just for fun, mm -hmm. and sort of an area we're, we're thinking about, there's a few ideas we've, we've knocked around there. I think, um, as with all these things, I think we have a great sort of uh, product team who are always thinking about what could be next, and, and then the, tr the trick is like working out when is the right time to really double down in that area before, you know, at least in line with consumers, is probably the best way of putting it. I talked about adoption earlier. I think we're ahead of that curve right now, but that's definitely an area that we think will grow. We think the level of immersive creative that will bring in video will be huge. So yeah, it's definitely an area we're sort of playing with, I would say, at this stage. And uh, another angle is the uh, geographical spread which you have. I was doing some research this week on Facebook demographics in terms of geography and you know where the users are. A huge audience in India, for example. Do you have to apply these principles in different ways in different regions, or do you find it's pretty consistent? That's a great question. There are cultural nuances that you need to apply, and one of the things we um, often do for larger sort of some of our global brands, uh, two things: is language is the most obvious. Mm -hmm. So we 
we can pretty much iterate in any language. That's an important part of what we've built from day one. The second thing is understanding those cultural nuances, right, about what images are appropriate for different markets. There are differences. Um, so having sort of people on the ground that understand that is important. And that's why we've sort of been a very globally distributed company to manage that. And so, yeah, I do think that's something that can be underestimated. And um, although the platforms themselves by nature are global, and so therefore you could buy media very quickly across those platforms yeah. from the US or from anywhere. Actually, how you think about the creative is important and there are differences in you know, different markets in Europe or Asia than there might be in the US. And so um, that's an important part of our briefing process. Yeah, okay. And I would like to take an opportunity to get people to gaze into the crystal ball. Any thoughts about what comes after stories, what's coming down the road, or is it, is it just too unpredictable? That's a great, it's a, it's a good question. It is, it is pretty unpredictable. I think the, the, the easiest way to answer that is I, I tend to always look at what consumers are doing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I have three kids, so if I'm being honest, and, you know, I look at what they're often doing because they're pretty, um, you know, technically quite far ahead of uh, probably even me in some <laughs> respects. But I think, so I think the, I mean, you touched on VR, I think more immersive mm -hmm. mobile experiences will come, whether that's with or without headsets. Um, and I, I do think that video and the development of video-based video, um, kind of advertising assets will grow as well. Um, I think there is, you know, people talk about AI a lot. It's one of those sort of yeah. buzz phrases I sometimes get frustrated about because people talk about it and they don't really, they're not really using it. Yep. But we do think in the creative process, how you use AI to generate images based on things you've seen before, um, that level of learning that a machine can bring alongside handcrafted designers. We'll always be very focused on having a, a t an in-house team that do all of our design work. And we think that's important because you get that consistent experience and quality control that, we, that we, we look for. But I do think there is technology that will make that experience even better over time. What that looks like, I think we'll probably, if we were sat here in five or 10 years, we probably would blow our minds today. <laughs> um, but I do think VR and more immersive video is definitely something that we, we think is gonna be pretty big. Okay, well, we'll sit down again in five years. And, and we'll see what we get to. <laughs> check on you. Yeah, Michael, that's great, great insights. Thanks very much for joining us. My pleasure, thanks for having me.